0: Hello Magic Seekers and welcome to It Turns Out She's a Witch We're your hosts Laura and Shannon And And welcome welcome to to our podcast podcast. coven to our beautiful podcast coven and we hope you're all safe and well at the moment especially for those in new south wales during these floods we're so excited to be bringing you a super special guest today she's a writer poet mystic artist and mother all of her creations are dedicated to giving people an experience of their soul she's the best-selling author of numerous books and oracle decks including rise sister rise letters to a star seed light is the new black the Work Your Light Starseed Oracles and the creator of the Rise Sister Rise membership. She experienced her first awakening as a teenager and has been studying the journey of the soul and the intuitive mystic arts ever since. Her work is connected to ancient lineages she has studied and trained in, including Mother God, Bhakti Yoga, Shamanism and the Avalonian and Magdalene Priestess Paths. Through her work, she guides us to connect to the inner temple within and to turn to our soul's whispers into grounded action. Her work is inclusive, empowering, activating and initiatory. Through all of her creations, she encourages people all over the world to spend more time with their soul. We are so excited to be talking with her today about her brand new offering, The Rose Oracle. Originally from the sunny shores of Sydney, she followed her soul's whispers, leading her to Glastonbury, England, where she now lives with her family. It is my great honour and pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Rebecca Campbell.
1: Oh, what an intro. Thank (laughs) you so much. She's good, isn't she? Uh, Very good. You've done this before. (laughs) Oh, thank you so
0: much for joining us. Like You have been on my list of dream guests that's for sure and um yeah when you said yes we were just thrilled and we
1: couldn't believe it actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean what a title of a podcast it's one of the best titles I've heard
0: (laughs) it's pretty cool isn't it It and I must admit you actually had a little bit to do with this because it would have been five or six years ago I read um I can't remember which one first, actually. It was Rise, Sister Rise, and Light Is the New Black, and also yeah. Lisa Litster's Witch. They were the three yeah. books that I remember reading at that time in my life where I was like, oh my gosh, I think, <laughs> I think I'm a witch. <laughs> and it set me on this path of um, basically turning my life upside down. And um, yeah. I, amazing so thank you thank you for the work you do in the world it's it does change lives that's for sure
1: pleasure
0: and also um I'm totally fangirling right now but I had just got back (laughs) (laughs) I just got back from a pilgrimage with my mum my mum's from Scotland and my sister to the UK in 2018 and then I saw you at your event in Sydney on literally Mm. like two days after I got back and I was so jet-lagged um Mm -hmm. But you did the workshop and there was two things, like exercises you got us to do, and it was what is your soul calling you to do and if you were courageous, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And those questions just set off this trajectory for me of um, basically closing down the business I'd had for 16 years and, Mm -hmm. you know, going after this. um, Well, I do ceramics now and um, at the time it kind of seemed crazy to let go of this business that I've built up to start this Mm -hmm. new venture and yeah but it all panned Mm -hmm. out so
1: thank you oh that's amazing (laughs) oh well it's just asking the questions right it's the getting an answer is is a simple part of it actually following it up with like actually doing it that's (laughs) the hard bit (laughs) True. yeah oh
0: it's, it's um been a wild five years and obviously coming out of the Room closet as a witch <laughs> in public has been a big one too. So
1: Well, I, I just love the title and I it made me laugh because <laughs> so I've got my, my son Sonny he's like almost two and a half now and I don't know what well, we, we've done a lot of quarantine because we went back to Australia yeah. from here and all of that and prior to that he wasn't watching that much YouTube but now he's just completely addicted because <laughs> what do you what else do you do in a hotel room <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. oh two weeks straight but anyway yeah. so He must have got this from YouTube. We don't know where, but he's obsessed with ghosts, monsters, and witches at the moment. And he he keeps on going, It's a witch. There's a witch. And I can tell it's that like really negative program witch thing. And so I'm, of course, trying to educate him. And um, what I'm (laughs) saying every day is, I'm a witch, Sonny. Your mum's a witch. And then Craig says that too. And it oh, just really? reminded me when I read your the when the email came through. I'm like, she's a witch. <laughs> well that okay. leads me perfectly into my first
0: question. I always ask, I guess, of what does the word witch mean to you?
1: Mm. So to me, a witch is a a wise woman, um, which which, 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 which I, I, I think that we all have the capacity to be. And actually it's not just a woman, it's a wise person, someone who is um, aware that they are a soul having some kind of experience, human experience. It's also someone who sees the sacred woven through life. So to me, a witch is someone who works with both the energies of heaven and earth, um, and has a relationship with the sacred that is both universal and personal. Mm. Beautifully mm. said. I love that.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to say that a lot this podcast. I just know it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but each time you just think, yeah, it's so it's so mm. spot on for where you are at that time to hear as well as the person speaking mm. it.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, I think I think particularly, I mean, I think this is true all around the world, but if I look back to my ancestral lineage, which is mainly European, so Celtic, um, Scottish, Irish, uh, Nordic, there's a few other strands in there, but that's mainly what it is. And I think that um, I'd always felt that yearning for, the wisdom of our ancestry, Um, I'd felt the displacement of the connection with the earth, you know, Mm. and then when I first had my spiritual awakening, which of course never, ever, ever, ever ends, (laughs) but when it first happened, it felt like this whole new world opened up. But when I look back now, I see that it did, but I also felt, I felt more connected in some ways, but in other ways I felt more disconnected. So it was like there was this whole nother world, but it didn't fit with the one that I'd been living. And it's actually taken me um, to actually living in, in Glastonbury here. It was during the pandemic where I just saw, I just saw this kind of disconnection, not just from the earth, but, particularly in many spiritual circles where we go, I'm going to go be spiritual now Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to go get grounded now as if they're these two separate things and we're doing our practice, we're doing our practices. But I think particularly that word witch, um, if we reach back through the medieval burning times and all of that, I think that it's, it's, the sacred in the physical, the sacred in nature—that really, to me, defines what a witch is: as someone who is knows that the temple is within them, and nature is the temple too. Mm.
2: Mm. And it binds it all together, and allows mm. it, you to live all those elements
0: in mm. yeah, daily practice. Mm. Mm.
2: Which is another segue, right now, to the next question. Mm. How important is ceremony and ritual in your own life
1: mm, it's so important um, I think I'd always yearned for it but it it wasn't always in it um, but yeah now it, it is you know I used to think ceremony and ritual needed to be these things that you went and did. Yeah. But now I see that it's like th- they're just kind of everywhere, you know. And you can create your own, you know. I mm-hmm. think particularly if you've been, if if it hasn't been something that's been passed down to you, it can feel like, oh, I need to go and work out how to find to do it and get someone to teach me to do it. And and all of that is great as well. Yeah. But we can create our own ways of doing things. And I think in doing that, because I think ritual and ceremony, again, it's the the recognition of the sacred. It's, it's, it's bringing the sacred into the present moment. And sometimes it's amazing to be like, I'm going to get a, this color candle and then I need this particular oil or I need this, 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 this. But really the most powerful ceremonies and rituals are the ones that we bring our whole heart to mm. and and so many of the most powerful ones i've done have not been planned so like um my oracle the rose oracle came out 2 days ago
2: yeah
1: and and i i hadn't really planned how to celebrate i i love celebrating with good food and champagne i love that oh but my i'm gosh, also okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm also trying to like Look at my relationship with that. like, how else can I celebrate? <laughs> so that's something I've been inquiring into. Um, so um and but we so we hadn't hadn't had anything planned. I had a big day planned, but I hadn't had any the celebration planned. We're like, maybe we'll do something in the night, yeah. yeah. Um, and then my morning meeting got cancelled. And so my husband and I, and Amanda, who I work with, who lives here um in Glastonbury, we decided to change the meeting location and we went for a walk instead. And we walked through like some country lanes, like the long way to go to the White Springs and then the Red Springs. Wow! Um, and we were just going to walk there. We I brought my Oracle, but we had nothing planned. And then as we were walking, I ran into a friend of mine um, who was coming to me. She was coming to buy me a coffee and give me a rose, oh, oh. but I met her. In the a coffee way. line. <laughs> and so I bought my coffee and she Aww. presented me with this beautiful white rose. And I was Aww. like, oh, my gosh, it's beautiful, it's stunning. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, we're going to do a ritual. <laughs> and so we I walked and, and then, But we didn't have it planned. I didn't do the ritual. It was my husband and uh, Amanda and they had didn't have it planned. But it just kind of happened, you know. Mm. And I think those rituals are sometimes just as powerful as the ones that we like really consciously step into ceremony and, and do. Um, and so often the, I mean, a ritual is, is also something that we do in repetition too. Right. So that Mm -hmm. can be daily practice too. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but so often, um, the things that are most powerful is actually like stopping and being in the moment with someone, you know, mm. and and like acknowledging what has happened and kind of going with the flow, with the elements, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: following that. Mm. I, love I love that. I love that, how it all unfolded for you on that day. That's mm. beautiful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spontaneous and planned. <laughs> There's room for everything.
0: <laughs> right. And I'm always so intrigued how people end up living in certain places all over the world. Mm. So what drew you towards Glastonbury?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I think what drew me to this part of the world was that um, what I would call like this yearning for the sacred. I mean, the sacred is everywhere in Australia, but I think I'm talking more ancestral connection mm. like roots. Mm. I didn't know it at the time, um, but yeah, when I was 18, I just got on a plane and <laughs> ended oh, wow. up uh, like on this solo pilgrimage to all these sacred stone circles and sites like i did the kind of i booked in for the tours as a young person but i i i was just the one you know lagging behind yeah. <laughs> with <Yeah>. the stones <laughs> and stuff and that was really i think my initiation into what i would call the mysteries um and you know like seeing and feel i could sense the the wisdom in the stones, I didn't understand it, but I could feel it. Um, and I actually came to Glastonbury on that trip and then went back to Australia and then, um, came back over here after I'd finished university and had been working for a couple of years, but I'd been living in London for like 11, 12 years before we moved here. And my husband, he's from Australia as well, Melbourne, I was from Sydney and, um, we, were, we we knew we were done with London and I kept on praying for home, like where's the land mm-hmm. that, where is that? And we had assumed it was Australia. We were ready to get on the plane and go. And um, something didn't feel right. And so... I'd been praying for guidance, praying for guidance, received nothing except for this one visual of like laying on this grass and there were roses nearby. That was it. Like, Mm. I'm like, yeah, that was it. And I got that for like two years. Like like literally nothing else. And I think that's so frustrating Mm. when you're really wanting guidance and it's just wait, wait, wait. Anyway, um, so we decided we'll find somewhere in the UK to rent and then we'll do the trip back to Australia and see where we want to live and then come back and I looked online and um, I saw this place um, we'd just been to Glastonbury and so I just like spontaneously did it because this one morning Mm. finally I got guidance that yeah look up there and I found this place and it was also for sale and it was like Mm -hmm. well within our budget compared to what we were looking for um, particularly in Australia Mm -hmm. and um, (laughs) that's amazing. and we, like, drove drove um, to Glastonbury because I had a workshop the very next day and we the timing was basically that, like, we had to make a decision within 48 hours what we were wow. doing with our lease and all of that kind of stuff. And um, I was getting on a plane to go to teach in Germany and so we drove up at, like, 5 a.m. the next day to see it and walked in and we just we just knew we were meant to live there oh, wow. and so put on an offer and, and I was on the tarmac the next day going <laughs> to Germany and they said, you wow. live in Glastonbury now basically. And i oh, were like, gosh. what? <laughs> and honestly, the whole, the whole thing has, it was just everything just opened up and it's been like that, um, since we've been here and I'm not sure if we'll be here forever or, or not, but, um, Yeah, I mean, and in my Rose Oracle, in the guidebook, I tell the story, which I won't go into in too much detail now because it's, you know, we, we want to talk about other things, <laughs> but it's there was this amazing th- thread of um, my my house actually was renowned as it used to be called like four owners ago the old rose cottage oh and my it gosh. had it had the whole garden was filled with roses and so when we moved and I knew the type of roses I wanted David Austin like in Regent's Park where I would do most of my writing. And so I I planted them and then a lot of the older um, neighbors started coming up saying, you're bringing back the Rose Cottage. And I I had no idea. And eventually we found out. And so, yeah, there's, there's always these things that are happening that we don't quite know and understand and why are we here and Mm. you know obviously this place I'm living in what it's brought me um is more than anything is deep deep reverence to the goddess uh because the whole town is really in reverence to her um Mm. you know the wheel of the year is like genuinely celebrated more than Christmas and all of that. Wow. <laughs> like on that. solstice, oh, you walk down gosh. the road and everyone's like happy solstice. Oh, <laughs> it's <Beautiful. beautiful. laughs> it amazing. So it's been very it's it's taught me a lot. Um but I think the land more than anything has taught me the most. Mm-hmm. And I think that's available to us all always. Mm. Yep. Oh. Thank you. Absolutely. What a journey. I, just,
2: I don't want to ask questions. I just want to keep listening to you talk. I've <laughs> been <in> saying that. <laughs>
1: that's what I
2: hear <laughs> Um So your brand new deck, The Rose Oracle, has just been released, as we've mentioned, on the 1st of March. When mm-hmm. did you first begin to work with the energy of The Rose?
1: It was around um, 2010. Yeah, my it was, you know, I know, I'm sure you both have been through this where you kind of wake up one morning and it's never one morning. It's morning after morning and often 3am wake ups mm-hmm. where you're realizing, oh my gosh, this life that I've consciously created, um, <laughs> is, is not the one that I want to live or maybe of <laughs> came here to live. Yeah. Um, and I'd been going through like a like a lot of grief, like through loss of friends, relationship, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um I began working with the Rose then mm-hmm. and started buying myself roses, that was the first step. Um, I realized how much beauty and, um, nature and flowers really lit me up I was living in the city. And, um, yeah, so I began that, that was the first ritual I really did looking back. Um, every Saturday I'd go to the flower market and buy myself six roses. Mm. Um, and then I noticed the effect that they had on my heart. I noticed the effect that being around beauty and just the energy of flowers like changed me. And I I then discovered Regents Park Rose Garden, which is like incredible. Um, they've got a type of rose called David Austin. He was a breeder, um, very renowned breeder in, in England. Um, and yeah, they were just stunning. And I would walk there every day and do my meditation And I began doing this practice that I remembered doing as a girl growing up in Australia where I would, um, whether it was like on the beach or just like out in nature, like in the bush, I'd I'd let nature walk me, so be walked or be moved by the earth really, Mm -hmm. by the surroundings. And in this case the roses. And um, I knew I'd been – like like what you were saying before about like what would you do if you were feeling courageous Mm -hmm. Uh, that what I was getting with that inquiry over and over and over again and I had for many years was to write Mm -hmm. and so part of my daily ritual practice was to go walk with the flowers and um, I was working full-time still then and I just give myself like 15 minutes to to write with the flowers as well so i'd kind of connect i'd be moved to one of the flowers and then i'd kind of say reveal to me what i need to know maybe i'd have a question with something i was struggling with and then i would write the answer and it became so i guess in a way it was like talking with the flowers yeah (laughs) which does sound crazy but I Not think to that ask, at all. is what witches do. <laughs> we do. We talk to flowers
0: and trees and plants and rocks. And we they do. They back. They do. <laughs> I love that. And so, what inspired you to create this deck? And did it, like, the idea come to you fully formed, or was it like a
1: slow gathering of yeah, ideas and it, inspiration over many years? This one's really interesting because, yeah, it it didn't come. But like the rose had just been there the whole time. Like when I look back, like when I wrote my first book, I'd finished it, pressed like file save on my laptop and I looked up and I was like sitting there in Regent's Park Rose Garden where I'd written wow. the whole thing and I was just like floored by that. Like I was just like how could like just surrounding myself by flowers, by like just answering one little soul whisper which was like, buy yourself flowers and then mm-hmm. be with flowers. How could that <laughs> turn into something so big as a book that I could not, you know, I'd been getting guidance to write one, but I had no idea how to work it out. And so the flowers had been there right from the beginning. Um, and, yeah, and then it was, it must have been like two years ago or three and two years ago I'd been work, doing all these workshops. I had lots of workshops booked in. So this is pre COVID. Yeah. And Mm. (laughs) I could feel something changing in me. I was definitely being called to like go deeper into the earth, um, and work more with the earth, but it was more like on a personal level. Cause I think sometimes like when you're sharing parts of your journey, you kind of need to journey there before you share the bit. So this Mm. was like for me And, and now I feel like I'm beginning to share that bit, but I started, just like stepping out on stage to teach these workshops. And I just, I I tried so hard to stay on track with what I was meant to be talking about, but I just, all I wanted to do was talk about flowers and, <laughs> and the codes of nature and all yeah. of that, you know, and how um, that they are gateways to commune with our soul. So that had been happening for a very long time and then I was due to do a different Oracle. Um, and I just said to my publisher, I'm like, I just, I've, I'm, I, I don't know if that is the next one. And I was going to visit my friend Tash who she actually lives on, um, on the land at this retreat venue that I teach at and we've become friends. And as I was driving up, um, there's no phone reception there. I remember being like, it's meant to be on the rose. And I wow. I texted my publisher and she was like, I was thinking she's gonna be like, mm, oh, send me a propos, you know. And she was like, Yes, do it. Start it wow. immediately. So it was, it was instant, but it was also just like, Yeah. yeah. And so I look back, I'm like, oh, Of course I've done that. Deck. All the bread crumbs. But yeah. I never thought of it before. <laughs> Makes sense. And when at you first look that. it was gonna be called. Sisterhood of the Rose, which was I've I've got a card in my first oracle called that. Um but as I began working with it, it became really clear that it was it wasn't just about like the soul lineage with the rose and the rose being a symbol of the goddess. It, it was more than that. Um so yeah, so it was it's been quite a journey, but mm. yeah, a lovely one. <laughs> yeah.
2: And you're following that. So I think that's the key, mm. isn't it? Too? Yeah
1: to keep going Um, Mm. so
2: how can someone form a relationship with the rose and what does she have Mm. to teach us
1: so first of all absolutely anyone can um and everyone's relationship is going to be different um i think one thing to stay open to is the rose is, um, from all corners of the world. It's been found in all corners of the world. It actually started as a five petal flower, which is, yeah. So very, very Mm. apt for the witch connection, um, linked to apples as well, um, as a, as a species. So yeah, there's definitely a connection in there. Yeah. And a symbol for so many goddesses, you know, from Venus, um aphrodite like just so many so many um and so she's steeped in that goddess uh mystery symbolism um but there's also incredible sacred geometry with her so if you look at um the the venus rose google that and you'll be your mind will be blown it's it's yeah absolutely blown um venus rose The the Venus rose, look it up. Yeah. Um, so when you actually look at a rose, you're brought to harmony from a sacred geometry point of view, the scent, it brings the soul in, you know, in the same way that, um, poetry does and art does, Mm -hmm. we have these moments of awe. Um, like when we look up at the night sky or we look at something beautiful, like a rose, um, if we allow ourselves to kind of Be in that moment we have what i call these moments where we where we are planted a little bit more here so we we're both transcendent and imminent at the same time so it's like heaven and earth together that's the biggest thing that i think the rose does and it can do it through the smell like just through smelling rose oil um as well as like observing it Mm. i think that the 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 Gateway that I think is the strongest for us to remember is that we don't have to do anything with the rose to be able to receive the medicine. So for example, you can find a rose that's planted in your garden or somewhere near you and just literally walk past it and greet it and be like, hey, (laughs) you know, so develop a relationship like you would a person. So you don't have to cut it down or eat it or drink the petal the tea and you can do all of those things 100% mm-hmm. but I think the most powerful is developing a, a living plant communication relationship mm. first um, and then obviously I know that not all of us are, um live near Rose Gardens like I, I didn't even know I did being in London but they, <laughs> they have a lot of a lot of gardens here in 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 the UK yeah. Um but you don't have to. If you, if you don't live near it, you could just maybe buy yourself like one rose. It doesn't have yeah. to be filling your whole house. Get one rose and 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 put it in a um, a little vase. I've got this. This was my grandma's. Oh, oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's really sweet. But then I've just got these ones as well, where they're just yeah. antique bottles. Like you know, you can get them at a secondhand store. And just put one in and have that as part of your meditation that you do every day mm-hmm. or have it at your desk and just just have a chat with it. I think that's the best way to start. Mm.
2: Lovely. And
1: then it can dry out and you can save the petals. And... Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, um, that's such a good point. Like no, notice it in all of its phases because mm. I think that what, in our modern patriarchal colonial society, there's been so much, um, focus on the bloom, you know, and particularly as women, like just like grow, 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 be in Mm -hmm. full bloom all year round, you know, don't age, you know, all of that. And actually, yeah, I think that some of the greatest wisdom teachings—they're always found in nature—and um, the rose is a, a great teacher with that. So, like, you know, I'm seeing this rose here. I, I keep them until they die. I don't. I don't. I know some people are like, "Oh no, you you can't do that." I love it. I love watching the petals fall. Um, mm-hmm. And I've got just over there. I've got all these old roses that are that they're, they're, they're dead, but yeah. it. It's like that's that's my ancestor altar over there, and so I'm like, that's great. So embrace all of the seasons that, and you can do that with any 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 part of nature and ourselves too, because we are that. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, that's, beautiful. It is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you.
0: I actually did an artwork. Um, I'm a photographer, and uh, oh. it was a conceptual image about the Maiden Mother Marga Crone, and I used a rose for mm. that, and it had. Oh. Um, my daughter's hands in it, my mother's hands, and my grandmother's have both passed now, so I borrowed Mm. my friend's beautiful mum who was Mm. in her um, 70s and, yeah, had these roses in their different phases. And
1: the last one
0: I actually uh, spray-painted gold just to show it. was, like, wilted and gorgeous, and but, yeah, it was gold. Mm. So that was showing those golden years of the crone, and it's so important Mm. to to honor that as women and I totally resonate with what you're saying about all of the phases are beautiful and mm. need to be honored I think so
1: mm. beautiful mm. absolutely
0: and I would love to know do you have a favorite card in the new rose
1: oracle deck or are they like children and you can't pick a oh, favorite it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to Pick, but I think that my favorite, and it's interesting because it is a bit of a theme for us to talk, is um this one here. It's the grandmother's card. Oh, um, beautiful! And that's my grandma there. Okay. Oh, how special to have her. Yeah, so she's her. top right. Yeah, so she's um actually she appears a couple times in the deck. She also appears on the held card, um, and in the great mother card. There's this. There is um like prayer hands in there, uh, which are yeah. hers up the up the top there. Oh. Yeah, so that's that's I, I dedicated the deck to her actually. She's 98. Wow. And, um yeah, yeah she, special. she she yeah. she introduced me to the flowers. Um I don't know if you can see her there, that's the held card. That's um, beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's wow, um, phenomenal. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Katie did such a great job. Um, But, yeah, 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 my grandma, she introduced me to the flowers when I was really, really young. But it wasn't in, like, this big sense of, like, I am imparting this wisdom to you. It was just what she did. She loved gardening, loved being like hands in the earth. That's my, my number one memory of her. Um, and she was very much, she is very much a woman of faith, um, more kind of in the religious sense, like most people in her generation, but very open-minded. And I remember at the, at the back of her house, like the, out the backyard, um, she lived in Alambi Heights in Sydney. Um, and, it was, it was bushland in like the Manly Dam kind of bushland area. And, um, she, I remember when she first introduced me to the flannel flower, that was the oh. first flower I, I remember and like touching Aren't they it. Amazing? And, <laughs> oh yeah. So, so sweet. And it's interesting because in my ancestral altar over there, when So my grandma is in um, a nursing home now. Um, she's got dementia. Um, but my my mum brought over when she came over when my son was born um, a couple of things of hers and, and uh, a couple of them were statues of um, like mother and child and some of her prayer be- beads. But then also this little book that was from her older sister, which is all about flannel flowers, like oh, it's a children's wow. book. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So it's really, really sweet. That is so oh. sweet. That
2: mm. is. I had flannel flowers all through my wedding. That was like my Did flower you? for my wedding, and oh. yeah, but also the rose and and my uh, grandma who I lost a couple of years ago this year oh. coming. Um, mm. When we moved to our first house that I bought with my now husband, there was rose gardens and we had to move them because we were doing stuff. But there was two big old rose bushes and I Mm. dug one up for her because she's a massive gardener and dug one up for me, potted them both. Mine died because I didn't take care of it as much as (laughs) she did. But hers flourished and um, they lived out on a farm. And when they finally had to pack up and move um, somewhere where they could be taken care of a bit more, um, they moved their their roses with them. And this thing is huge now and it wow. it's so beautiful. It covers like three oh. pots and the the little roses change colours. They go from pink oh. to yellow and they just wow. stay open for so long. So whenever oh. I um, visit my family that still live there, you know, that's, that's just. That's so um,
1: lovely. Yeah. And oh.
2: that's, that's her all over. Mm. (laughs) Well, we're
0: talking about grandparents. We were talking about my grandmother uh, was Rosemary and mm. her and my grandfather were avid rose gardeners and that was my first memory of walking through their garden and they'd have... All of these, yeah, beautiful, different coloured roses, and they were always throughout the house, and mm. yeah. And my daughter, one of my daughters, is Evie Rose after. Oh, so
1: oh my yeah.
0: gosh, we're, wow.
2: we're a beautiful now, aren't we? It's Everywhere, it, it is it everywhere. Really That's is. the thing when you realise,
1: <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. stop
2: and have a look around.
1: Yeah, it makes you go like, oh, so this isn't just about like Valentine's Day. The rose. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Or the whole house
1: rose, yeah. Yeah.
0: We haven't even touched on that, have we? Like all these (laughs) other
2: meanings, it's amazing.
0: I think Um, that's the beautiful part about it too is that it goes, like the rose does represent all of those times, doesn't it? Like maidens Mm. and and mothers and the grandmother element and all these different beautiful energies are
1: within that one flower it's totally amazing I think and you know there is the thorn as well which is like Mm. you know for me it's like it's all about boundaries and and kind of like you know protecting yourself so that you can and when I say that I don't necessarily mean from others it's like Mm. from you know like so that the bloom can be there like you know taking Mm. care of yourself and so from my experience of people working with the rose. Um, like, like I said before, she gives you whatever the medicine is that you most need. Um, and sometimes it can be really gentle and heart opening and sometimes it can be like, you know, like, like the mother in the sense of, um, (laughs) like, you know, pushing you or like, as in like it's time Mm. now, or, you know, just holding you strong. Um, so yeah, it's fascinating what you need it's there Mm -hmm.
2: so when we're talking about um, guidance and what we need and we're talking about um, divination tools such as oracle cards if someone is perhaps new to these things could you offer some um, guidance on how they can connect with a deck and how they could use it
1: yeah sure so I've always loved oracle cards, um, but when I first started, I, I started using the tarot first and then oracle okay. cards. When I was using them, I was using them mainly as, like, like a divination tool, like, for the future. So trying to, okay. like, yep. prophesy what's going to happen next, when am yes. I going to meet the boyfriend and, yes. you know, all when of that. when will I move Which to question Exactly, <laughs> yeah. When's it going to happen? Why, how can I make yep. it happen in a week? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's when I, that's how I began using the cards and working with the cards and, and I love them. Um, and then I began using them more as a self-reflective tool. So as a way of connecting to myself as a, as a, as part of the daily practice. And I began studying, um, particularly oracle cards. And the word oracle comes, comes from the Latin word orari, which means to pray or speak with the divine. And so if we consider the divine being like within us and all around us all the time, um, for me the way I use cards now is that it's like they're a, a physical focus point in order to access the sacred within so you can totally receive messages and guidance and all the prediction all of that kind of stuff but ultimately it's the goal is to connect with the temple within that's how i use them and so with the different types of decks like for example the rose deck versus a different like themed deck um there's a couple of like entry points there. So one is you can develop a relationship with that particular energy. And, um, um, so in this case with the rose, it's like you can properly learn about the mystical symbolism of the rose. Mm. You can access, well, the rose has been, um, a secret symbol. It's like, you know, it's, it's like there's a thread there Mm -hmm. where you can Mm -hmm. reach back through the ancients. And so, with this oracle, you can access that and unlock that as well as just, you know, the daily kind of mirroring and reflections and all of that, um, in the same way as decks that are on different themes. So, yeah. So for me, I, I, I choose a deck based on like me being guided and wanting to work with it, but then also, um, Oh, wow. There's this like energy or topic that I'm going to learn about as well
2: absolutely Mm. perfect so true Mm. you can learn so much about
0: something that you're drawn to Mm. I love love that that. and is there a particular quote that resonates with you deeply and would you mind reading it out for our listeners and this can be from your body of work or from someone's work that inspires you
1: Mm. oh (laughs) it's a big one (laughs) (laughs) let me have a look Oh, you got me on the spot. I didn't know I was doing this one. What is my favorite quote? <laughs> mm. So this is this is one of my favorite poems. Shall I read that? Yes, please. Perfect. We'd love to. Okay, yeah. cool. So this is called The Moment of Your Birth. And it says, Before you were born, your soul consulted with the cosmos to arrange the details of your return. The location and conditions were carefully orchestrated and seeded as you crossed the threshold of the in-between, the watery world of the mother. There you waited in the fertile void as all of the stars and the planets in the knowable and unknowable cosmos moved into place. When the alignment was just right, a portal opened and you were crowned upon your entrance to the world. A soul embodied, spirit planted, eternal woven into matter, heaven and earth combined. Your cells, your flesh, your bones, your eyes, all made up of ancient exploding stars. The universe magnificently ordered as the cosmos. Your basic existence is enough to blow anyone's mind. How did you get here? And why did you choose to come? Somehow the cosmic curtains parted for the great dance of your life to begin. This is that life, and you are that dancer. It took a lot for you to be here now, to be planted here now, and what a time you chose to come. thank you. That is beautiful. And was that from the...
0: um... This, this sounds letters to a star. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was going to say that sounds very familiar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <I> love that. <laughs> love that. Um, okay, so on the podcast, we have a divine tool of the week each episode mm-hmm. to share with our listeners. Is there anything in particular that you love to work with in ritual?
1: Mm. I've been getting really into working with water. So um whether I've got obviously the the Red and White Springs here so I've been l- like learning from those wells but then also uh, like when I was in Australia just recently, like we spent about four months there and there was the, like the tsunami water, like with the big waves. So I collected some mm-hmm. of that and um, oh, wow. I've collected some water from Merlin's cave and wow. another place, Necton's Glen. So I've been experimenting with working with different types of water. So mm-hmm. that, that's exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: Shannon, what did you do in a recent
0: storm? I captured lightning water. Mm. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I just put wow. a bowl out like it was a crazy electrical storm we had and here. Yeah, put really <laughs> a <gigantic laughs> bowl out there and collected that. But um I did a bit of research into it. You have to use it quite quickly because the energy dissipates. Yeah. So
1: wow. we're currently
0: um building a new studio and a new home here. So I used it to speed up that process because <laughs> it's, oh. it's been about two years of this build going on Ooh. and on and on so I was like right I'm using the lightning water for that
1: so that's amazing and what did
0: you do with it I actually infused it with some rosemary so cut some rosemary mm. and put it in the water and then I used the rosemary to kind of um, bless the house and the, mm. the build and to just come on <laughs> come I on love now. it I love it <laughs> And things are progressing so She's awesome <laughs>
1: That's amazing.
0: (laughs) And uh, do you have anything brewing that you would love to share with our podcast, Carmen, and how can everyone find your wonderful
1: work? For sure. Um, Yeah, this year I'm focusing on, and it'll be launching in September, I'm creating the Inner Temple Mystery School, where we spend, yeah, it's like a a seven-month journey where we work with the mysteries like the rose, um, uh, water, um, trees, wildflowers, the moon, all of that. So using nature as a, a gateway to and and really experiential so it's kind of like we're all witches and mystics having a direct experience with it so mm. yeah i'm really excited about that and um yeah where everyone can find me um my website's rebecca and i'm rebecca campbell underscore author on instagram and you know all those places
2: yeah <laughs> yeah we'll pop that on our show notes Thanks. all those little links thank you That sounds amazing too. I love the sound of what's all coming up. I'll be having a look at that. (laughs) I know, it's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll be all up in that.
1: I have. Um, I'm, I'm. I. I work with my husband, and so he's. He's been doing. He's very different from me. So he. He holds a lot of structure when I'm like yep. channeling it in. And <laughs> nice. my, my really good friend Amy Firth, who um, she lives in in Sydney. She's working on it with me, and we're we're just okay. geeking out over it Aww. so much. Aww. Like Aww. Oh. Wow. <laughs> it
2: just sound like all those yeah things that you would be like yeah we're doing this
0: <laughs> yeah so, and it all much for weaving
1: it amazing (laughs) my gosh
2: I'm still like that this whole interview I've just been sitting here going oh my god I can't believe we're talking to you it's just been so amazing thank you so much for sitting with us and uh, sharing your time and your insights and your stories it's just been it's blown our minds thanks so so much for having me it's an honor um And just when you mentioned the moon, just really briefly, that's what I was going to say as a sort of lovingly cheesy way of going. Shan, I think we did make it all the way to the moon. Um, You know, they say aim for the moon and you land amongst the stars, but I think we just (laughs) went straight to the moon in in this interview.
1: (laughs) Aww.
0: Aww. Another little... you know, serendipity moment was I'm pretty sure we heard um, from your team on the full moon and Mm -hmm. we're recording on the new moon. So that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah. you know, Super it kind of came cool. to fruition of yep. you guys coming back and going, "Yeah, we'll we'll talk to you," and now we're talking to you, and it's just yep. awesome. Oh, I and love it! I love it how
1: happens. it works So good, <laughs> so Aww. good.
2: Well, congratulations yet again on the release of the Rosario Deck. It looks thank you so amazing. Much. Can't wait for it to get delivered to us. And yeah,
0: um, <laughs> we're so looking forward yeah. to it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you.
2: Thank you. Wow, what an amazing
0: chat, Shen. Oh, I'm still fangirling. Yeah. She's just beautiful and glows from the inside. I wish our listeners could see the Zoom that we just had. It was yeah. just beautiful. She's amazing. And I feel so grateful that we got to chat with her. And, yep. and oh, full disclosure,
2: we did have to hit pause and do our little Yay, dance, and how um, excited and happy we were. And so now we've just jumped on to add this on with producer Maddie's help to say thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We we hope that you love this episode. We know you're going to love this episode as much as uh, we loved making it. So thanks Absolutely. again to Rebecca Campbell for um, being so generous with your time and, and your stories.
0: It's been an honour. It truly has. And we need to go buy ourselves some roses, Laura. Yep. We're going to. Definitely.
2: Yeah, I'm going to get out out (laughs) in my garden as soon as it stops raining. So, in another week's time. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: know. And we do really send out the biggest love to anyone affected by the floods right now. It has been heartbreaking watching everything unfold on the news. Um, So, yeah, we're sending you all of our love and well wishes. And we hope that. This rain stops soon
2: yeah and we hope that this has provided some solace to you in otherwise trying times
0: yeah thank you guys and we look forward to be back with you next week take care we love bringing turns out she's a witch to you each week at no cost so if you like what you hear please consider supporting the show by donating to our patreon We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, you'll get access to some beautiful guided meditation recordings, a Patreon shout out on the podcast, there's monthly live Q&As, competitions and giveaways as well as a special book and movie review bonus episodes.
2: For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. As always, we welcome your questions. We'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your family and friends and give us a follow over on Insta at turnsout underscore she's a witch. Until next time,
0: thanks for listening and being a part of our podcast cover.